And we are live. I'm here with Teddy Stringer. Teddy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Sorry we're a little bit late to anybody watching. <laughs> we had some tech issues, so I'm hoping the audio stays okay now. But Teddy, I've wanted to have you on for such a long time. Um, and I thought it's safest to wait until after your fight because <laughs> every time I've gone to message you to get you on, it's fallen through. So <laughs> now you've got the big win at Celtic Gladiator 28. Congratulations. How did Thank you, you find it? Good. Yeah. Um, I was just over the moon to be fighting amidst yeah. a pandemic. Like I've had two fights on Celtic Gladiator this year in the middle of a pandemic. And like this one, in the thick of lockdown so it was just good to go and get the cobwebs off and and get a fight against a good opponent under my belt and you've got to be one of the most active fighters in the uk this year because you had one fight before the pandemic as well so you, you've had three fights this year <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was thinking that um the other day that there's probably not many people more active than me to say i made my debut two years ago and i've had 10 fights now so uh, this year, last year, I'm just trying to stay the most active I can be and just yeah. climb up that ladder. So I think 100%. that's the way forward. You've had other fights booked for this year that have fallen through as well because of this situation. You were booked yeah. um, on UKFC. And then were you also going to be on Almighty as well? Um, no. Um, I, I did get contacted for Almighty. and I was, right. was going to try and jump on that last minute, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to get on every show I can. Yeah. Well, with Celtic Gladiator, like, it obviously wasn't even the original date that it was going to be. Either it got moved, the location got moved. Did you think that that fight was actually going to go ahead? Um, no, it was one of them where I was, I'm not convinced till I weighed in, got to the venue, got in the cage. That's when I knew the fight was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like the event getting shifted forward, there was there was a weekend where we got the message and I thought, ah, oh, this is not going to happen. So I just I ate a load of junk food and thought, screw <laughs> it, let's get fat. Um, so that made the weight cut a little bit harder, but at least we got to fight. <laughs> I was saying this to Lexi Book, actually, as well. Like, I mean, there's always so much that can happen between you being given an opponent and you actually getting in the cage with them. There's so many things that can happen. And, I mean, now you've even got COVID to add to this. So on other shows where they're doing testing, some people are popping and stuff like yeah. that. You really don't know until the cage door shuts that the fight's happening, do you? How do you deal with that? No, I'd, I think, luckily, um, all my fights have gone through this year with COVID. But, I mean, it, it's like the, the third test, isn't it? You have the fight, the weight cut, and then COVID's the new X factor. And yeah. even, like, looking at the UFC, I saw that yesterday, like, two of their main events have been cancelled because of COVID now. So, yeah. It, it's it needs to be sorted because it's it's going to be a nightmare for fights in the future so what with next year like some people were talking about you'll only be allowed on the card if you've been vaccinated <laughs> how do you feel about that you want to go um, first <laughs> no I'm, I'm certainly not first in the line for a vaccine but, um, yeah i've seen too much of dean garnett's instagram stories to be jumping on that um, yeah yeah and you were talking about climbing through the ranks as well. You're the number fourth lightweight amateur in the yeah. UK and Ireland. 
Um, you fought Mark Ewan, who's number one. He's moving yeah. to pro. Um, I believe right. the number two is moving to pro as well. Kenny Mokonana. I'm butchering <laughs> that. Sorry, Kenny. It looked to me like he was turning pro. So there's William Haycock, to, who's um, number three. And and then it's you. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling about that? Who do you want to be matched with? Yeah, well, I... I kind of feel like I'm the uncrowned number one now, if that's if that's the case. But yeah, um, yeah, I, it's it's tricky when you move up higher in the rankings because I'm always been that person to look at the rankings and think, right, he's above me. I want to fight mm. him. He's number one. And now I'm in this position where the three above me, um, like you said, two are going pro. That William Haycox, he's he doesn't look like he's been too active recently. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the crack is with him, but just it's a weird time because I've not got anyone in my eyes that I'm like he's the guy to beat so um <clears throat> I'm just waiting for the next Celtic gladiator who they offer me whoever's meant to be the best lightweight coming up I'll fight yeah. them um but the the big one for me is March uh Liam McCracken me and Liam we've been meant to fight for so long so that's one that I'm eyeing up that's the only fight that I've kind of got my eyes set on at the moment I really want to see that fight as well. So that was the one that was supposed to happen at UKFC back yeah. in October. Um, I think that's going to be a cracking fight. So why why do you like the matchup? Um, just I think me and Liam are pretty similar in terms of like where we are on our journey. If, yeah. If you look at the UK MMA scene, the the young amateurs that are coming up, that kind of professional level amateur. There's, there's a handful of guys, and I think me and Liam are within that category. So um, I, I know him from, we went out to Bahrain together on the IMAFs. He's a good lad. Um, we like we warmed each other up for our fights, had a little spar and whatever. So it, it'll be good to actually get in there and, and test myself against him because, after all, I, I just want to fight the best people, and he's going to be the guy to test me. Yeah, no, I'd, I'm super pumped for that fight. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Um <clears throat> So you were you were talking about turning pro. You obviously want to fight on Celtic Gladiator in January, from what yeah. you said there, and you want to fight in March against Liam. Did you? Yeah. I think I saw on one of your posts that you'd like to do the IMAFs again before you turn pro. Is that still? Yeah. I mean, I kind of I've seen a few things that they've put out, and they're kind of coming back around June, July, maybe. Um, yeah. For for an Asian Open or something. So maybe get on one of them next year but it's end of next year I'm looking to go pro kind of August next year after that just kind of but there's no rush I'm still young um, and there's still as long as there's fights with me at amateur that are going to test me then I'll, I'll stay amateur so maybe yeah. maybe Celtic Gladiator March maybe get another one in and then I'm at some pro yeah one of the things I love about the Celtic Gladiator card is because there's um, so few shows on at the moment. The standard is so high because everyone wants yeah. to be on that card. Like you were talking then about kind of amateurs that are taking it in a very professional way. And honestly, some some of the amateurs that I see fighting on that card and others around the UK, it's like your pro. You know, you're treating it like your pro. You're training like your pro. You're eating like your pro. Yeah. There's not really a lot of difference other than it being on your amateur record rather than a professional record, is there? No, that's exactly it. And I think um, it, it's a tough position to be in because we're, we're all working, we're training like pros and 
obviously we're, we're not getting the same rewards we're not getting the the pay the the sponsorship opportunities as pros but it's it's a big part of uh, my journey i think i want to be that best amateur so when i turn pro that i'm ready to take on everyone i can ready to go professional and, and call out guys make a journey to cage warriors titles and whatever and be ready to do that sort of stuff when i go pro andrew lost has <clears throat> said you're more professional than many pros yeah i like <laughs> that thanks mate <laughs> it's true though and i mean i i really like to hear it's, it's a change in mindset but i really like to hear people who want to stay at amateur and test themselves over and over so that when they they go into their pro careers. They want to try and keep their own for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stay on the field for as long as possible at pro. So I really like, and I really like the IMAFs. I just wish there was more funding for people for the IMAFs because yeah. it's quite expensive, isn't it? That's the thing. It is it's expensive. And like, I mean, I'd say I'd like to go, but I wouldn't be able to go unless I get a good sponsor again. Uh, like they, yeah. they helped me out last time. And that's, there needs to be a better way for that. So then, actually England can go and, and win some more medals there because when you look at the UK talent on all the regional shows, it's plenty good enough to get some gold medals over in there yeah. in Bahrain and whatever, but it's just getting the right people there. So it is not my responsibility to figure out a way to do that, but someone needs to figure out how to get the best people over there. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'd get behind anything that tried yeah. to support that. Danny's asked, who would be your dream opponent? Ah, uh, um, dream opponent in the in the world could be yeah. that would be the yeah. one. Uh, but I think at the moment it's Liam McCracken. So whichever one, I think Liam's a bit more likely. I'll get Liam. <laughs> but yeah, in the world it'd definitely be Khabib because I mean I always say to like my coaches and stuff, I just like if if I was to get in there with Khabib now. Like, do you reckon you could last a minute? And we're all like, kind of like trying to figure out how you could last with Khabib because he's just so dominant. I'd love to spar around with him or fight him, just feel it. I think as well, seeing him in there with Gaethje and seeing how durable Gaethje's been against so many different opponents of yeah. such high caliber, it's, he's just different gravy. Yeah, it's funny listening to people kind of like trash Gaethje afterwards, like, oh, he's got no ground game, he's got nothing. But no one's ever thought could even look good. No, no. It's, and everyone knows what he's going to do, and yeah. they still can't stop him. Mm. So yeah, Khabib is he's my dream opponent. He's like my idol in the sport. Uh, one day I want to be that guy like Khabib, who just like everyone knows I'm going to take you down, but they just won't be able to stop you. It's also insane to to stay undefeated for that long because that just yeah. doesn't happen in MMA. No, there's no one with a record like that. And it probably says a lot about what happens in their training because he'll have to experience all those losses in the training room to actually develop as a fighter. So, yeah, those sessions with his like father coaching him and stuff, I bet they were just nasty. Oh, I'm sure. And even growing up where he grew up and just like the tough yeah. conditions there just Different must... Breed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely different breed. But um, 
Yeah, I do think you can tell a lot about fighters from how they handle losses. We never got to see that with him. I would have liked to have seen how he, because, you know, somebody like Ronda was dominant for a period of time and then just couldn't handle walking away with yeah. a lot. Um, and I think you can tell a lot from whether somebody's like silent on social media afterwards or, you know, like yeah. whether they're, they just go absent. Um, what do you take from losses and and how does it help you grow? Um, yeah, like you say, everyone handles it differently, but it's been some of the best things that happened to me in my losses because especially now as an amateur, I can kind of, I'll have that day of being frustrated, gutted, all of that, and then I'll look back and analyse everything, kind of think where I, went, where I went wrong. Did I not work as hard in training? Did I slack off? Did I do anything? I kind of, even when I win, I'm the most critical person ever on myself. I'm picking away at every little thing. Like, I I mean, my win last week, I've watched that back a hundred times already. And I'm like, did that wrong, did that wrong, did that wrong. So for a loss, it's always such a great opportunity to analyse yourself and just yeah. get better from it. And, and if you don't do that, then it, it's just a wasted loss. You've got to learn from it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's why I don't agree with the phrase win or learn, because I think when you win, it's very rare that you did everything perfectly in the fight. Yeah. You know, you did enough to win, but I'm sure yeah. there's still things that you can take from and, and want to work on afterwards. Yeah, that's the one that gets me. Everyone everyone loses and you can guarantee the next day it's win or learn on their Instagram. Oh, win <laughs> or learn, win or learn. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's all up to you. You can say whatever quotes you want to say, but it's up to you how you handle it. Yeah, I think I can tell from, like, how people are speaking after a loss. Usually on social media is where I'll see it, but from what they post, you can tell whether they're going to learn from it or not or whether yeah. they're just going to, you know, some people sulk about decisions or whatever, which, yeah. you know, it, it could be a bad decision, but... You know, there's still, still other yeah, things that you could control that led to that, yeah. Yeah, it does say a lot about a person. A hundred percent. So if you're fighting on the Celtic Gladiator card or hoping to at the yeah. end of January, does that mean you can't eat too much over Christmas? <laughs> um, I, I think it's quite nicely planned, that show. I think they've <laughs> thought about us. We've got a month after Christmas dinner to kind of slim down, but... Yeah, I've kind of I've had a week of eating rogue and fattening up, um, and I'll kind of try and maintain a little bit, and then I can go have a week over Christmas where I get fat again. <laughs> I wondered if there'd be many catch weights on that course. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Everyone's fighting up a weight class. You can just agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I was going to ask you just because it's still on my mind after seeing it. I don't suppose you. Uh, watched fen last night did you uh the polish fight fight exclusive night no oh. why what happened there's a guy who got his ear totally ripped off his cauliflower oh. ear and just the insides kind of sticking out is one of the most gory things yeah. i've ever seen <laughs> i saw that one in the ufc a few weeks back where the guy's cauliflower ear was just like hanging open so it that's what I was saying. It's like the third one that's happened in <laughs> in a matter of months. <laughs> yeah. Now your ears look intact. Do you train with ear uh, no, on? I've oh, a little bit. Ears, of they're, they're kind of quite nicely shapen. 
I've uh, yeah, they've cauliflowered into a normalish shape, so I'm okay. But yeah, there's countless times draining those, and just I gave up on headgear. Yeah, I find it really uncomfortable. Plus, I can't hear what's going on. Yeah, I know that's it. Just looking around, just wondering what's happening throughout the class. Colin says another fantastic interview. Oh, you rock, Katie. Thank Look you. <laughs> Crosby, what fights do you want as an amateur which will prove you're ready to turn pro? We've spoken about Liam. I think that's a really good yeah, test, isn't yeah. it? That sort of thing. But I guess another point for me is um, being number one amateur. I want to be able to go on to Tapology one day, screenshot it, number one lightweight amateur, and then I'll go pro. And then just on there for on top for a day. That's all I want. I think these two guys that are turning pro need to have have a pro fight because you immediately <laughs> jump Yeah, up no, they need to hurry up and have it so I can slide up to the top. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy, yeah, you're right, he's, he doesn't look like he's um, fought no. for a while. So uh, Yeah, if he wants it, we can fight for that number one spot. But, you know, I, I don't think there's much activity coming from him. So we'll see. So you're virtually number one anyway. Tapology just needs to, to catch exactly. up with what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, uncrowned number one. That's what I like. It sounds like 2021 is going to be a massive year for you. You must be so excited. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, no more global pandemics. I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to be a, a big year for me. Just Just getting active, taking some steps and... This year's kind of been a bit frustrating because I've not yeah. been able to get as many fights in and show how good I am. But next year, hopefully, we'll hit the ground running January in Celtic Gladiator and stay active. I think that's like the, the toughest part <clears throat> of, of fighting is all the mental side of it and just to have so many fights arranged and mm. then taken away. And then Celtic yeah. Gladiator moved and not being 100%. Sure. I mean, for me, I think it would be a real head wreck to be training for a fight you're not sure is actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is one of them. But it's thankfully, I, I train twice a day, every day, fight regardless. If I didn't, I'd be crazy. My mum would kick me out of the house because I'm too hyper. So I think, <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it doesn't really matter. I'm training hard twice a day, every day, just to yeah. keep myself sane. So um, I'll always be ready. So I can kind of get away with them moving it around and telling me whatever. It's just my weight that I need to. Maintain. Yeah. And with Celtic Gladiator as well, they've put on two shows and one in proper, proper lockdown. So I think yeah. we can, you know, be rest assured that that 31st of Jan card's definitely uh, happening yeah. come what may. Yeah, I've got no doubts in uh, Andrew Lofthouse and Carl Prince. They just, no matter what, they, they get the show going. So, um, I know. Yeah. I just want to thank those guys again because last Sunday was the best Sunday <laughs> I've had in ages, getting to watch UK MMA from like midday until half eight at night. It was just absolutely amazing. Glass of wine in hand. <laughs> yeah. The only thing better would have been actually being there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was a bit of a crazy one because, like, I I just woken up, I'm chilling at home, and I'm watching the fight card. Like, I should be fighting on that, but I'm not allowed to be there for another four or five hours. 
So yeah. I was sat at home watching the card, chilling out, and it was just good to watch some actual UK MMA. Um, oh, so yeah. good. What's it like for you fighting with no crowd there? Is it any different? Um, I don't know. I, I do like a crowd. Um, I think there's something about when you walk out, the crowd's there, just mm. gets you jigging up. And like, there's a few moments when I look back at my last fight and I think, if if I've got a crowd there, like 30, 40 people there screaming, like, get up, Ted, or whatever, and whenever I'm in a bad position, I might have just worked that extra bit harder to get up. But it's it's different. It's uh, it's certainly nice being able to hear your corner. I think that's the big thing. For yeah. Does a crowd bring any more pressure? No, I love it. I love the crowd. There's no pressure. That's that's it. It's For, for me, like, a fight from the friday way into the end of the night on a saturday that's like performance time i do all my work in the gym but that's kind of i want more people watching i want more of a crowd there more pressure to kind of jig you up for for the performance do you get nervous at all no not really everyone says it don't they i oh, know i don't get nervous but um to, to be honest my, my last fight was probably the only time in my past 10 fights that I felt a little bit of nerves because I, I had one thing thought I was warmed up I was good and I thought ah oh, I can't lose two in a row I'm not letting that happen <laughs> so <laughs> that was the one thing I thought I'm not losing two in a row so yeah I'm cool as a cucumber normally that's why actually I've I really feel for people who are on a losing streak say if you've lost three in a row or say you're in the UFC and you've lost three in a row and yeah. you know you're going to get cut if you lose one more. Just that it's extra such... bit of pressure. Exactly. I just can't imagine how you deal with the kind of, you know, there's there's just so much mental strategy involved with fighting. Yeah. But, yeah, it kind of jigged me up a bit. Like, you know, when you're coming off a loss that no one wants <laughs> to lose two in a row, so it gets you. It just got me that extra little bit of, when I was getting warm, I thought, come on, Ted, let's not lose two in a row. <laughs> I like your mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to see what you bring in 2021. I'm hoping that crowds will be back at some point so I can get to interview you in person, do a yeah. post-fight interview. Um, I'm really exci excited for the Liam McCracken fight whenever that happens yeah. and also to see who you get matched with on Celtic Gladiator. I know, me too. don't put on a bad fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, kind of a bit interested to see who they send me over for that one. So, uh, yeah, 2021's going to be a good year. Well, have a fantastic Christmas, a brilliant new year and I can't wait to watch you fight on the 31st of Jan. You too, Casey. Thank you very much. Take care, Teddy. Congrats again. Thank you.